let's begin by turning our bibles uh to ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 ephesians 1 verse 6 we're doing a study on ephesians chapter 1 and i believe that it has blessed you today we are at verse 6 ephesians 1 verse 6 says to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved i'll repeat that to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved so just to recap what we learned yet last week was that god has a dream for all of us he chose us before the foundation of the world and he blessed us with every spiritual blessing and even though he knew us far long ago he had a dream for our lives he had a plan for us he had a purpose for us he has a dream for us, right? And his dream was for us to be conformed to the image of Jesus. His dream is to see us matured into the image of Jesus. So continuing that, he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. In that context, if you read verse 6, it says, To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Why has God predestined us? He has predestined us to be conformed so that we can be the certificate of his grace. So that we can become the praise of his grace. So when God you know, looks into our life, when the world looks into our life, we see God's grace activated in us. He is showing us off. He is showing us off as objects of God's grace, of God's unmerited favor. Think about it. You and me, our life are the certificate of God's grace. When the world sees us, they acknowledge the grace of God because they see what he is doing in and through our lives. What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Unmerited favor, meaning it is not something that you and me can earn. It is not something that you and me can pray and fast for. It is unmerited favor. It is all because of his unconditional infinite love. That grace is working in and us. That grace is being revealed in and through us. God is showing us off. God is showing us off. See, how do you, how do you praise an artist? Huh? How do you glorify an artist? Is by appreciating the art. Is by appreciating the intricate details of the art is how you understand how great that artist is. How do we know how great our God is? How do we know how great our father is or how good our father is? Is by appreciating what he is doing in and through our lives. Isn't it amazing? What he is doing in and through our lives. See, when you do a degree in a college, after you complete your tenure of studying, you get a degree, you get a certificate. You get a certificate saying that, you know, this person certifies that you have completed the course. We are that certificate for God's grace. We are that certificate for what God is doing in our life. Isn't that amazing, guys? Each one of you, God takes extreme pleasure in seeing your life and saying, oh, that's my son. That's my daughter. I have revealed my grace over their lives. I have revealed my grace over their lives. You know, okay? So turn with me to Galatians chapter 1. I just 
I'm just led to read this verse, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, I am astonished. This is Paul talking. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Paul is speaking to the church in Galatia. He's saying, I am astonished that you are so quick in deserting him who called you. You are so quick in deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and you have turned to a different gospel. Any gospel that is not the gospel of God's grace is a different gospel. Any gospel that is not the gospel of the grace of Jesus is a different gospel. What is the gospel that we believe? The gospel of God's grace. The gospel of the grace of Jesus. Then he says in verse 7, not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. How do you distort the gospel of Christ? By, by distracting us from the gospel of grace. How do, we distort the go how do we distort the gospel? By keeping our attention away from the gospel of grace. Okay, verse 8. But even if we... Think about it. Even if we or an angel, even if it is Pastor Sam from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Such strong words. Such strong words. Verse 9. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Why is Paul using such strong words? Doesn't he believe in the gospel of grace? Of course, he believes in the gospel of grace. That's why he's saying any other gospel than the gospel of grace is a false gospel. No matter how good it looks from the outset, okay? Any other gospel, the gospel of prayer and fasting, the gospel of reading scriptures, that's not the gospel. We have the gospel of God's grace. Unmerited favor. What is grace? unmerited favor. We have unmerited favor in the person of Jesus. It is not about how good we are. It is not about how good we can become. It is not about how good deeds, you know, we can do. Not about the number of prayers. It's about God's unmerited favor over our lives. Unmerited favor. Now come back to Ephesians 1 verse 6. It says, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. You and me are the certificate of God's grace. We are the certificate of God's grace. What God is doing in and through our lives, we are his certificates. How can you and me worship God unless you don't know what he is doing in our lives? How can we magnify God? How can we appreciate how amazing, how faithful He is? You know, we, we, you know, we sang this beautiful song on great is our faithfulness. How can we sing that song until we are not aware of what He is doing today in our lives? Of the intricate details on how He has been faithful. On the intricate details on how good He is today. Guys, I'm saying stop thinking about how good he was yesterday. Oh, he was good yesterday. He was good 10 years ago. He was amazing a decade ago. But today, today see what God is doing in your life. His grace is still active as it was 10 years ago. His grace is still working as it was 20 years ago. Today, today his faithfulness is abounding. 
still in your lives, still abounding in our lives. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Who? We. Whose workmanship? God's workmanship. God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus. We are created in Christ Jesus. For what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Guys, the good works that we are doing is not our works. It's good works that has been prepared by God beforehand. We are just walking in those good works. God has prepared the way. He's like, walk in them. Effortless living, guys. Effortless living is our portion. God's grace has been revealed to us, is being revealed to us. God is showing us off so that we can live an effortless life where He is the one who is working. You know, I say this always, Christian life is not difficult. It is impossible because only one can live that Christian life and his name is Christ and he is living in and through you. That's the gospel of grace, unmerited favor. Amen. Excited guys, you are his workmanship. You are predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. Who is the one who's working in you? I am not the one who is trying to become like Jesus. What would Jesus do does not apply to me. What would Jesus do applies to the Holy Spirit that is in me, that is working in me. My job is to surrender to that spirit. My job is to say, not my will, your will be done. Okay? Who is doing the job in you? Who is doing the work in you? It is the Holy Spirit. It is God the Father. It is Jesus, the gospel of grace. Grace is activated in, in our lives. In each and every one of you, I declare, grace is activated in your life. Every area of your life that you are striving, I pronounce the grace of God will be revealed. The grace of God will be manifested in every area of your life that you are striving. Effortless living. Effortless living. Unmerited favor. Absolutely unmerited favor. You know, in Ephesians 1 verse 6, where he says, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us. What has he blessed you with? He has blessed you with grace. He has blessed you with grace. You know, the word blessed over here is very different from the word blessed, which we read in Ephesians 1 verse 3. In Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. That blessed and this blessed is different because this blessed over here in verse 6 is the same as Mary, she received the word of the Lord from Gabriel. Remember in Luke chapter 1 verse 28, where Gabriel comes and announces and says, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. That favored one is the same word as blessed. So here Paul is saying, you are highly favored in Jesus. You are accepted. You are highly favored. What is the meaning of favor? means that God is demonstrating his delight over you. He's demonstrating his delight. You are highly favored. You are highly favored in Christ and it is unmerited favor. Not something that we have done to receive, not something that we have earned it our own ways, but God has demonstrated his delight in you through Jesus. He's taking delight in you. Jesus, even before he started his ministry, the voice of the Lord came to him saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus did not do any miracle. He was just beginning his ministry. 
but the voice of the Lord came to him. This is my beloved son. It is that voice that empowered him. The next 40 days when he was being tempted, it was that voice that kept him going. When he was when he took the cross and when he was walking with the cross upon his shoulders, when he was nailed to the cross, when he who knew no sin became sin, it was the voice of the Lord, which he's remembered. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And I'm telling you guys, even before we knew God, God has demonstrated his delight in the person of Jesus. He has demonstrated delight and he's saying, I am well pleased with you. You haven't done anything. You haven't prayed enough. You haven't worked hard enough. But even before you begin to do that, I have demonstrated my delight in you. It is this acknowledgement of this word that empowers us to do what we have to do. Are you listening to me? God has demonstrated his delight. Amen. Okay, so why does God take delight in us? He takes delight so that our lives can be the praise of his glorious grace so that our lives can show the world what God's grace means. Why does God show favor to you? So that people who don't know God will see your life and recognize God's grace over your life. Will recognize what is the meaning of God's grace. See guys, God's grace is not a concept. God's grace is the person of Jesus. And that person of Jesus is being revealed in and through your life. Sometimes without you also not knowing. There are people who acknowledge the presence of God in our lives. Even when we are not testifying, we are not being a witness. Because it is God who is doing the work. So many People are being blessed in and through you. The atmosphere where you are is being blessed because God's grace is over your life. His favor is over your life. A lot of people can't, don't have access to the Bible. A lot of people don't have access to scriptures, but they have access to you. They have access to you. Christ is being revealed in and through you. God's grace is over your life. Amen. So I, I want to show you something that in the Old Testament, there were a couple of people who had God's favor over their lives very evidently. Okay? One of them is Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a king's cupbearer. He poured wine for the king and served the king. And Nehemiah had so much of God's favor that the king showed favor to him. He, he was flowing in God's favor that the king showed favor to him saying, Nehemiah, I give you the permission to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Rebuild the walls of the temple. See what the favor of God can do. Can take you to places where you could not have done by your own strength. Can, can get you favor of people that you could not have done in your own strength. Favor of God. The other example I have is Samuel. He had such a favor of God that favor reflected in him having favor with men. He was exceptional. He had a spirit of excellence which surrounded him in everything that he did. So he had favor wherever he went. Wherever he went, the doors would open up for him. Wherever he went. Why? Because the favor of the Lord was upon him. The other example I have is Ruth. Ruth is a Moabite. Think about this. Ruth is a Moabite who goes to Israel as a foreigner. But she has the favor of the Lord 
she has the favor of the lord to such an extent where the foreign people of israel accept her as her own doors start opening up unexpected doors start opening up the favor of the lord effortless living guys effortless living but i want to remind you guys even though these people had god's favor doesn't mean that they did not go through pain and suffering are you listening to me it doesn't mean that they did not go through a difficult circumstance doesn't mean that they did not have a difficult season i am saying in spite of the difficult circumstance it was the favor of the lord that took them through that took them through those circumstances effortlessly think about joseph joseph he had a dream he had a dream that god is showing favor over his life and god is lifting him up and it was that dream when he communicated that dream that led him to the well where his own brothers rejected him and threw him into the well then later he sold off to the traders he sold off as a slave think about him still the favor of god was acting upon his life he was a slave but god's favor was on his life potiphar gets him buys him brings him back to his house the favor of god was still working in his life think about that he becomes the head of potiphar's servants why because the favor of the lord is upon his life potiphar's wife accuses him wrongly he's thrown into jail still there the favor of the lord is upon his life no matter where you go guys no matter what circumstances are surrounding you no matter how many people come against you the favor of the lord is upon your life and is much bigger than your difficult circumstances he who is in me is much greater than what comes against me the favor of the lord upon your life the favor of the lord does not guarantee that everything around you will be good but the favor of the lord guarantees that in spite of what come comes against you you can live effortlessly the favor of the lord guarantees that what comes against you you can live effortlessly amen amen let me give you another example remember how mary is called the favored one by gabriel angel but do you know what happens next she becomes pregnant she is not married but she becomes pregnant she is around 12 to 14 years old now think about it put yourself in mary's shoes she has just heard that she is the favored one and she becomes pregnant when she is young when she is 12 to 14 years old in a culture where shame is a big deal in a culture where people will not say anything directly against you but they will ostracize you subtly similar to our culture in india she is she is being rejected by her own society she is being rejected by her own family to a point that joseph thinks that i should quietly divorce her it was it was the angel of the lord that came to joseph he confronted joseph that joseph accepted her but do you think it was easy do you think it was easy for mary because she had the favor of the lord it was easy for her to go through those circumstances it's not about being easy guys but it was effortless living because it was a spirit of god that was that was leading her through in those circumstances you know next what happens after joseph accepts her she both of them have to go to bethlehem for census for to write their names in the census and when they go to bethlehem mary is pregnant she conceives jesus in a manger 
because they could not find a place. This is God's favor, guys. God's favor that she is conceiving Jesus in a manger, in a manger with the lamb, with the bulls and the goats. Favor of God. Think about it. Watch what she must have been thinking. God, really? Is this what the angel said? That I'm most favored one? That I don't even have a have access to a three-star hotel in a manger? I have to give delivery to this son of God in a manger? Think about it. It doesn't end there. The wise men who come, who want to pay homage to Jesus, when they come, they do not go back to Herod because Herod had told them, you know, the moment you bow the moment you get to know who the Son of God is, let me know. They don't go back because the angel of the Lord you know, changes their direction. When Herod gets to know that the wise men haven't returned, what does he do? He orders the killing of children. Do you think that looks like the favor of the Lord? Killing children? Those who were infants to two years old, all the children in that area were killed? And before they were killed, the angel of the Lord tells Joseph and Mary to escape into Egypt. Favor of the Lord, guys. Think about it. Favor of the Lord. They lived in Egypt in a foreign land for a long time until King Herod died. Do you think it was easy? Do you think it was easy in the definition of the world? Do you think it was it was it was you know, it was rosy? Absolutely not. Think about Mary. Finally, she sees her own son whom she conceived from her own body. She sees him dying naked on the cross. Think about it. Was it easy? The favor of the Lord doesn't make things easier. Let me tell you. The favor of the Lord that comes into your life comes with a purpose to reveal God's grace. And it's the same that did with Mary. Because this was not the end. Jesus dying on the cross was not the end. It was the favor of the Lord that kept her through to see her son resurrect from the grave where the tomb is empty and he has been glorified. The favor of the Lord comes with a purpose and the favor of the Lord will take you to the destiny that God has for you. It's the favor of the Lord. But was that journey easy? It was not. But it was effortless effortless because the word that she heard she stood on that word she stayed on that word was it painful i'm sure it was painful you know we try to do things to escape pain and suffering but i'm telling you it's the same pain and suffering that is helping us to understand the faithfulness of our father in the pain and suffering is this what favor looks like guys favor looks dangerous favor looks adventurous Ask before asking for more favor. Think before asking for more favor. But let me tell you guys, you guys are blessed. You guys are blessed. The favor of the Lord is upon your life so that your lives can become the certificate of God's grace. I am telling you, it is not going to be easy, but it's going to be effortless. You are going to sail through like you are on the you you are riding on the waves of the ocean without making an effort. The grace of the Lord will take you through, will take you to where you have to be. 
favor of god doesn't mean that we won't have difficulties in life okay it doesn't mean that we won't have to go through pain it just means that the favor of god will take you through effortlessly it will take you through it will become the strength that you need to go through these difficult circumstances the favor of the lord read in the romans chapter 8 was 18 romans 8 18 for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us come on read with me guys for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us the sufferings that you are going through the difficult times that you are going through cannot be compared today it feels like you are sacrificing yourself as a living sacrifice on the altar today it feels like that today that suffering just seems so huge but i am telling you the word says that these sufferings for the kingdom is not worth comparing to the glory that is set before you to the glory that is going to be revealed these sufferings are not worth comparing see if i put if i put 1 million dollars in stocks it's not a sacrifice it's an investment why because that investment will bring me much greater results than what i have invested whatever you are suffering for the kingdom is not worth comparing guys don't say this is my sacrifice this is my you know sacrificial seed come on it's not a sacrificial seed it it is an investment that you're doing in the kingdom because it cannot be compared to the glory that is to be revealed to us it cannot be compared you know illustration think about a pregnant woman when she's pregnant as a due date gets closer you know her suffering increases but you know the suffering is a sign that something big is happening suffering is a sign that she is going to release something big and i'm telling you as you get closer to your suffering as the suffering becomes bigger it's a sign that a bigger greater destiny is opening up for you something has been is being released something is being releasing from your life god's grace is being revealed through you guys pain is just an indicator just imagine if you couldn't feel pain and if you cut your hand how would you know that you've cut your hand pain is just an indicator that something is happening and in our case guys pain is just an indicator that god is working in us and he will perfect it there's glory that is awaiting for us this pain the suffering is nothing it's not compared to the glory it's not compared to the glory come on if somebody does wrong to you you repay them with good why because that suffering is not worth comparing to the glory that is being revealed to you not worth comparing that's why james says in james chapter 1 he says count it all joy count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness consider it a joy when you go through pain consider it a joy when you go through suffering because you know that this is not the end you know that there's so much greater glory that is awaiting for you you know when you see a goliath in front of you don't be scared 
be assured that if this Goliath is this big, then how much more bigger is the person that is in me? When you see a mountain, don't get scared. If this mountain is this big, how much more greater is the one who is in me? See, the Goliath in front of you is just there for you to understand how bigger you are. The mountain that is in front of you is there for you to recognize what God's grace can do to you in your life without you making the effort. The Spirit of God will do it effortlessly. So when you see the mountain, when you see Goliath, you say, Hallelujah, man, this is my portion. So much greater glory. Count it all joy. Because the favor of the Lord is upon my life. The favor has come upon me with a purpose. See, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. When you squeeze an apple, you get an apple juice. When you squeeze grapes, you get a grape juice. When you squeeze a Christian, what should come out? The Christ revealed in him. So guys, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about the pain and suffering. It might be emotional pain. It might be, you know, whatever form of suffering and pain that you're going through. Don't worry about it. Okay? So don't worry about the pain and suffering. Don't worry about the pain and suffering. The favor of the Lord will take you through effortlessly. Effortlessly. Trust in what he has said through his son. Trust in the grace of the Lord that is over your life. He will be revealed in and through you. Christ. Christ is. Christ is to be revealed in and through you. You know, Ashish Thomas says like this, Christ is the deepest me. I'm, I'm not phrasing this right, but he says something like that. Christ is the deepest me and that Christ will be revealed in and through you. That is God's purpose, guys. For you have been conformed to the image of Christ. Christ will do it. Amen. Let me conclude by just giving you three points so that you will remember. Faith comes with a purpose. Faith does not make things easy, guys. Faith comes with a purpose. It opens doors that you could not have opened. It, it gives you opportunities that you could not have done by your own strength. Faith comes with a purpose so that God's grace is revealed in us. Faith, favor. Sorry, guys. I'm not talking about faith. Favor. Favor comes with a purpose so that we can reveal God's grace. Favor comes with a purpose so that God's grace is revealed in us. Second point is favor will give us the strength to go through all the pain and difficult circumstances effortlessly. Doesn't mean that difficult circumstances will not come your way, but the favor of the Lord will help you navigate through all of that effortlessly. Last point, the favor will take you to your destiny. You don't have to strive for it. It is a favor of the Lord that will take you to your destiny. That's why Paul says in Philippians 1 verse 6, I am confident of this, that he who began the good work in you will complete it, will perfect it. He will complete it. He will perfect it. Amen. Are you blessed today, guys? Yeah. The favor of the Lord is upon you to reveal God's grace. Let me read this verse today. Today, Matthew read this, read this portion and I loved it. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 5 to 9, the message version. I'll read it for you. Just, just listen to it. Isaiah 42, verse 5 to 9, message version. I believe this is for Lighthouse. 
God's message, the God who created the cosmos, stretched out the skies, laid out the earth and all that grows from it, who breathes life into earth's people, makes them alive with his own life. He says, I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I have taken responsibility for you, kept you safe. I have set you among my people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nation. To make a start at bringing people into the open, into light, opening blind eyes, releasing prisoners from dungeons, emptying the dark prisons. I am God. That's my name. I don't franchise my glory. I don't endorse the no God idols. Take note, the earlier predictions of judgment have been fulfilled. I am announcing the new salvation work. And before it bursts on the scene, I'm telling you all about it. Why is God demonstrating his delight in you? So that the world will, will recognize, so that the world will learn the grace of God from your life. Something is different about these people. These people are indeed a peculiar people. They don't seem to strive, but it seems that opportunities are opening up for them. High places are opening up for them. Why? Because the favor of the Lord is upon your life is to fulfill the purpose to which God has called you. The favor of the Lord. Today, as the pastor of Lighthouse, I'm declaring this over every one of you, that the favor of the Lord is upon you. It will take you to places, it will take you to positions that you could not have done by your own strength. It is a favor of the Lord that is upon you so that your purpose, your purpose to be conformed to the image of Christ will be revealed in and through you. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this word for such an opportune time and place as this. Father, we don't think is a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence in the kingdom. Everything is a divine, willful, planned by you. And Father, we thank you that you have brought us into such a time to remind us that the favor of the Lord is upon us. The unmerited favor of the Lord is upon us. That is acting in our life so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ. Father, I pray effortless living for everybody who believes in the grace of Jesus that the life that they that they imagine father i pray that they will redefine life in your terms father i pray that they will start living abundant life effortless life overflowing life a life of freedom a life of maturity in the name of jesus because it is not by might it is not by power but by the spirit says the lord the favor of the lord is upon us the favor of the Lord is upon us. Oh, Jesus, let our lives become the message of the gospel. Let our lives become the gospel. Father, we want to say yes to you. We want to say yes to the gospel. We want to become the certificate of your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.